Greetings and salutations all, and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am said host, Skits M. Jones. And uh, today we've got an interesting episode. Uh, It's middle of the week. We are just coming off of WrestleMania. I hope you all enjoyed the the WrestleMania preview show that uh, myself and my partner Kayla did uh, over the weekend. Um, If you haven't listened to that one, I mean, WrestleMania already happened, so I don't know if you want to backtrack to it. You're welcome to. Uh, There's plenty of episodes of this podcast available uh, to check out. But uh, on today's episode, still talking about wrestling a little bit. Um, Also, probably all sorts of media and performance and art and whatnot. Um, There's something, it's predominantly I'm seeing it within wrestling. The argument that uh, with any given style or any given performance or any given character or any given gimmick there's the argument of what is and what is not wrestling Uh, a lot of it uh, stems from the performer Joey Ryan uh, who has had uh, all sorts of notoriety as a result of his uh, dick flip spot Um, if if you're not familiar with Joey Ryan he actually uh, uh, gained some publicity being sponsored by uh, Pornhub. Uh, his his gimmick is he's a sleazy 70s looking uh, kind of dude, you know, chest hair, mustache, um, comes out sucking a lollipop, baby oils himself up, uh, sticks the lollipop down in his trunks. He wears the, the brief cut trunks. Um... And he'll, you know, take the the sucker out uh, at some point and stick it in his opponent's mouth or something like that. Um, and then the, the spot is if someone grabs hold of his junk, he flexes his junk, uh, it crushes their hand, and he uses his junk to throw them, uh, you know, across the ring. Things of that nature. Um, and when he first started doing it, there was a lot of, haha, that's funny. Um, but a lot of wrestlers just kind of, uh, ignored it. Now that he is one of the biggest independent names, uh, in wrestling, a lot of people are like, that's not wrestling. That's not what wrestling is. That's not how you do wrestling. And... You know, he spawned a lot of other performers who were doing similar outlandish or unusual or, um, you know, it wouldn't be believable. Like, a lot of wrestling is not believable, but you suspend a, a certain amount of disbelief. When you see him doing, you know, the, the, the dick hold or anything like that, um, you know full well this is just comedic performance. And a lot of wrestlers who, you know, came up with more of the the Southern style of grappling and, you know, stiff punches and kicks or or punch uh, any sort of strikes that look like they're stiffer, you know, whether they're they're uh, 
protecting their opponent more or not, you know. Um, the, the further we get away from just strict believability, the more a lot of people get very upset and say, that's not wrestling. Um, there's a, a, a wrestler, Priscilla Kelly, who uh, in the midst of a, a match at a bar uh, pulled out a, uh, a bloody tampon and shoved it in her opponent's uh, mouth. And uh, a lot of people were like, that's not wrestling. That's just disgusting. That's gross. But everyone in the bar watching that match popped for that move. Um, it got a lot of traction online. People loved it or hated it, but everyone was sharing it and everyone heard her name. Um, that might have even gained her more traction than uh, she was in WWE's May Young Classic, which is a women's tournament. She was in it, but her name spread more as a result of this one spot than it had her being in uh, the Mae Young Classic. And as a result, she's had higher profile matches. Uh, she's even, I, I believe, had matches or has a match coming up scheduled with Joey Ryan. So, yeah, it's, it's a gross-out spot, um, you know, if, if menstrual blood uh, is the kind of thing that puts you off. And, it, it, of course, it wasn't real menstrual blood. And, you know, it, when Joey Ryan does the, the sucker, it's not like it's sitting up against his balls. There's a pocket it sits in. Um, you know, these are all gimmicked... Uh, things that that are being done it's uh showmanship and sleight of hand and all of that kind of stuff it's it's not like anything with wrestling wrestling is uh a work um and if you're if you're listening you're not familiar with the phrase a, a, a work because you know a lot of people get used to get upset if you talked about work versus shoot or you talked about kayfabe and all that kind of stuff and you broke down the business of wrestling but we're past that point Anyone with a Google search can know the entirety of the lingo and, you know, the decorum and the etiquette and all of those things. Nothing in pro wrestling is sacred and protected uh, anymore. You know, all the information is out there. Everyone's written their tell-all books. You know, it, it, it all broke down when Vince had to go in front of Congress in the 80s over the steroid scandals and say, this is not a sport this is entertainment and from that point on it was it was all over there's no uh you know putting pandora uh, putting you know close there's no closing pandora's box there's no putting the genie back in the bottle like it's already out there everyone knows that wrestling is a work uh work versus shoot uh shoot is real life like uh, Skits M. Jones, not my shoot name. The name that's on my birth certificate, different name. Skits M. Jones is my work name. Uh, it's also the name that I use for like all professional endeavors uh, when it comes to performance and entertainment. And no, I'm not telling you my real name. Uh, some of you already know it. Some of you don't. Whatever. It's fine. I go by Skits more often than not. So uh, to some degree, my work name has crossed over into my shoot life. Uh but anyway, I'm, I'm getting lost in the weeds here. Uh, back to the point of what is and what is not 
wrestling. Um, wrestling is anything. Wrestling is anything you want it to be. Uh, if a crowd is paying to see it and it's happening in a ring, yeah, it's wrestling at that point. You know, is it the purest uh, essence of, quote-unquote, the sport? Uh, no. And at this point, I don't think it can be. You know, I think we're past that. Right now is the biggest boom period for wrestling outside of the Attitude Era of, of the 90s when WWE and WCW were head-to-head -head and they were destroying in the TV ratings and all of that. All of that's done in the same way that there are no more new rock stars because everyone is is sharing the same shelf space on uh you know all of the streaming platforms you know your spotify or your apple music or your google music or whatever um no one is that far outside the pack anymore um you know an independent pro wrestler can have just as big if not bigger a name than a televised pro wrestler because youtube is a thing and various streaming channels on like your Roku or your Apple TV or whatever, your Amazon Fire Stick, whatever you have, uh, just the internet in general, everything is available now. People know about the stars in Japan. People know about the stars in the UK. People know about the stars in Mexico and Puerto Rico and, you know, anywhere that wrestling is big, you can find those people. And... You know, as a result, you can find five-star matches anywhere you look, you know. Uh, and on top of that, so many people who grew up in the 80s and 90s, you know, whether they were inspired by Hogan or they were inspired by uh, Stone Cold, you know, or the NWO or whoever, um, they are all now in the business. All the people who grew up loving the business are in the business now. And, you know, they've all benefited from amazing trend. Well, not all. There's plenty of people who are, are quote unquote, trash baggers that they, they don't have gear and they're, you know, taught by people who don't know what they're doing and they can't have a match to save their life. But whatever. But if you're looking for a wrestling company that's putting on five star matches, the talent is more available now than ever before. And on top of that, everyone can do everything. You've got guys who are, you know, six foot six, you know, 300 pounds doing 450 splashes off the top rope, doing acrobatic stuff that used to be reserved for the like five foot, 180 pound guys. Um, everyone can do everything. Everyone is more athletic and more agile and, and stronger and more well-versed in every style of wrestling than ever before. And... So when you have a performer like a Joey Ryan or like a Priscilla Kelly or, you know, pick anybody, you know, who has a, a gimmick that they are known for more than they are known for their wrestling ability. And it's the gimmick that broke them away from the pack, you know, because you can say, oh, this guy has a five star match every match. And that's great. But I could point to 20 other people I could say that about. You know, especially in the Chicagoland area where I am, 
Um, there's 112 different wrestling companies in the state of Illinois, you know, 70 something of them in Chicago. Hell, there's 12 different companies running just out of Berwyn, you know, so the, the market is saturated. There are so many companies and so many performers and so much talent. And, you know, on top of that, you've got independent talent who will travel to major cities and major uh, markets like the Chicagoland area, you know, so it's not uncommon for a company to have guys from Japan, to have guys from Mexico, to have guys uh, and and women and uh, non-binary performers now that that's really starting to blow up. You know, there, there are uh, straight up marketed as LGBTQ uh, friendly, if not predominantly LGBTQ, etc. companies now that are cropping up in the U.S. Um, so you've got performers of, of all shapes, sizes, stripes, ethnicities, genders, uh, what have you, who are traveling all across the U.S. going from market to market and working shows. Uh, and so, you know, anyone who can find something that is different you know, because if I see two people I've never seen before uh, and they put on a five-star match, you know, I, I might remember the match, but the specifics will probably get lost on me because I've seen five-star match after five-star match and, you know, people who can do every move under the sun. But you tell me there's a, a, a wrestler who shoved a bloody tampon in someone else's face or you tell me there's someone who you know, uh, uh, sticks a lollipop down their pants and has a, a dick made out of steel uh, that they can throw people with, um, that's going to stand out more. And so I would never, ever fault or, or naysay a performer who finds something they can do that no one else is doing. You know, a, a performer who can find some gimmick or some trick or some move that no one else does. And yes, you will have um, talent who are preternaturally uh, skilled or acrobatic or strong uh, that breaks them away from the pack. You know, if you've got someone who's seven foot two uh, in a company, they're going to stand out. You know, regardless of talent, sheer size alone, they will stand out. You know, if you have someone who can do like a, a, a 540 rotation in the air before landing or something like that, like, yeah, that person will stand out. But a lot of people who are just good, you know, they can do the moves, they can tell a story in the ring, they can be trusted to be safe, they can take bumps properly. They can do all of that, but, you know, they're average height, average build, nothing distinguishing about them. Um, then you have to find that something else. And that something else is the gimmick. It's the weirdness. It's whatever the thing is. And, you know, it goes beyond just independent or uh, individual performers as well. Companies need to develop their own flavor, their own style, their own dynamic to break them apart from every other company in the area. Um, 
there's a, a company out in Oakland called Hood Slam, and they are a riot. Um, excuse me. They are personalities and outlandish gimmicks and just wild, wild stuff going on out there. And there are people who are, you know, oh, uh, we have better wrestlers than they do. Or, oh, uh, you know, they're, they're not, uh, they're not doing wrestling the right way. Well, they're working every weekend selling out venues, thousands of people in the, in, in, in the audience or streaming online or what have you. So regardless of, you know, whether you think they have the right talent or they're having the right matches or they're doing the right moves, they're crushing. Uh, there's a, I want to say freak show wrestling out of Vegas, similar thing. They're doing, you know, some of it is wrestling. Some of it is, uh, you know, uh, freak show, uh, performance, you know, um, fire breathing and hanging, uh, people from hooks and things like that. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, there are so many companies that have, you know, so much talent just doing the same things or they're bringing in the same talent that everyone else brings in. And so if you're not developing your own homegrown talent, that you can't see other places and you're not doing things that no one else in the area is doing, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, and yeah, you'll have the people who are straight up wrestling purists who, you know, if, if one company has the right venue or they have the right cachet or they've been around, uh, or whatever. Yeah. The built in audience is there. But if you're trying to draw a new audience or you're trying to draw an audience that otherwise would not look in your direction, you have to think outside the box. Um, you know, whether that's having live music or it's having uh, comedy or it's having partnerships with, um, you know, other performance based, uh, whether it's burlesque or it's drag or it's comedy or it's... Um, roller derby or whatever like you have to find things that are not traditional to break into new markets to find new audiences to find new avenues to draw a crowd um because any weekend there's you know five different companies running shows so how do you differentiate yourself um so yeah, you know, anyone who says this is wrestling, that's not wrestling, they're going to get lost uh in 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 the the annals of time. They're they're going to fall behind, they're going to be forgotten because you're going to reach a point where no one cares uh about the the purists. You know, no one cares about the the good old days. What are you doing right now? You know, that's what it all boils down to. And, you know, it's a similar thing in music. There's people who look at a band like Ghost and they say, oh, they're all gimmick. There's, you know, they're not metal or they're not uh, that that good a band. They're just, you know, writing pop songs, whatever. Yeah, cool, but they're crushing it. You know, they're filling venues. They're selling merch. They're, uh, you know, doing 
good album sales. They're having, you know, singles that, that chart. Yeah, there's a gimmick and there's uh, an image and there's performance outside of the music that people are paying to go see. But guess what? You could put, you know, four or five of the most talented musicians together in a band and have them go stand on a stage and play killer music. But if they're not drawing eyes, if no one wants to watch them, then it's all for naught. You know, that's what uh, a performer like Alice Cooper knew or Marilyn Manson or, you know, Rammstein or Rob Zombie, you know, anyone who has that performance. Uh, in an earlier episode, I talked about watching that Motley Crue uh, movie, The Dirt. Motley Crue, I saw them live on their farewell tour. They were not great. Vince Neil can't sing anymore, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but the stage show was impressive. It's pyro and it's Tommy Lee's weird drum kit thing and, you know, go-go dancers and the whole spectacle. That's what you're paying to see. You're paying to see a spectacle. You're paying to have an experience. And I wish more people got that. Um, because it's, it's, it's easy to get caught up in, well, this isn't what this is supposed to be. And who wrote the rules on what's supposed to be what? Um, you know, anything can be anything. Uh, comedy doesn't have to be a uh, set-up punchline. Um, you know, music doesn't have to fit in specific genres. Right now, there's the big controversy on the uh, the country billboard charts because Little Nas X uh, dropped like this country trap uh, track that charted, uh, and then Billboard was like, "Well, it's not like country enough," and so they took it off the charts. And then Billy Ray Cyrus signed on to do the remix and did a remix with Lil Nas X. And now it's like back. Um, but who gets to decide what's country and what's not? Who gets to decide what's metal and what's not? Who gets to decide these things? Where are these gatekeepers coming from? Uh, and why do, they, why do they get a say more so than anyone who's checking out a thing and enjoying it and digging on it? You know, um, I wonder if some of it is jealousy. I'm sure in many cases, a lot of it is, you know, the, the people, you know, gunning for, uh, I keep saying Joey Ryan, but he's like the most obvious example. The people who keep gunning for Joey Ryan saying what he's doing isn't wrestling. They're not at his level. They're not making the paydays he's making. They're not getting the publicity he's getting. So are you mad that he's diluting the sport or are you mad that, he thought of it first and he's making a killing and you're struggling. Like what is the hang up? You know, if you're a band looking at ghost and being like, well, they're, they're not that good. We're, we're a better band. Well, who gives a shit? They're crushing right now. Maybe you should have done something akin to what they do. Maybe you need to up your performance value. Maybe you need to write catchier music. Maybe, or maybe you don't. Maybe you have your audience and you should just be happy with your audience if that's who's into what you do. Because there's an audience for everybody. There's a market for everything. You just need to find them. 
And now it's easier than ever to find your audience because, you know, I'm not paying anything to put this podcast out. There's a free app. I record it. I shoot it out into the ether. If there's an audience for it, ideally they'll find it because it's out there. Uh, you know, my band puts our music out. We're shit. We're on the same music streaming services as every other band. You know, we're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on all the things. Um, you know, if you put a music video out, it's not like MTV is a thing anymore. So your music video goes on YouTube like everybody else's, you know? So if you're not finding your audience, it's because you're not marketing in such a way that you're finding them. Um, cause if you've got any sort of talent at what it is you do there, you can find an audience now more than ever. Um, so yeah, all the, all the gatekeepy bullshit of, you know, this is wrestling and that's not, or this is country and that's not, or this is metal and that's not, or this is comedy and that's not, well, it's not your place. If something is succeeding, then it is what it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my, my little rant for, for the day. Um, if you've got thoughts on this, you know, let me know, hit me up, hit me up on any of the socials, you know, at skits Jones on all the things or email me at, uh, skits Jones at gmail.com. Um, you know, let me know what you think. I want to hear from you. I want to know your opinion. Am I on the right track? Am I off? You know, do you think there needs to be some element of gatekeeping to, to keep, you know, certain things purer? Uh, or more true to the traditions of, of what spawned them? Or, you know, do you feel the the democratization of media um, is is ruining everything? Do you think I'm wrong when I say that if there's an audience out there for you, now is the best time to find it? Uh, it if you think I'm way off base, let me know. If you think I'm on base, if you think I'm, I'm uh, completely on point, let me know. Um, cause I, I think this is a, a discussion that performers and audiences and, uh, everyone needs to be having, uh, now more so than ever. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's all of that. Um, I'm going to jump off. Uh, but when I come back, I'll have your recommendations and your tarot pull and uh, that'll be the episode. So see you in a moment. All right, and we are back. Um, all right, time for your recommendations for this episode. Uh, all right, first off, uh, we'll do the older track. And this one might seem a little out of left field, but it's a fucking banger. I dare anyone to argue with me. Poor Unfortunate Souls off the Little Mermaid soundtrack. Yeah, that's Ursula's big number. And it fucking slaps. I don't care what anybody says. That is one of the most fun uh, tracks off that, like, Disney Renaissance period. You know, the, the shit I grew up with. The Aladdins, the Lion Kings, the Tarzans, the um, Beauty and the Beast, etc., etc. That That second wave of the animated classics. And I realized, I mentioned Tarzan, which had the Phil Collins soundtrack, Lion King, 
Sir Elton John, uh, iconic songs in both of those, uh, both of those movies. Uh, Mulan also had some bangers on it, but for my money, Poor Unfortunate Souls is a fucking banger. That's, uh, that's, that's the old track for this episode. Go listen to it. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, and then, uh, for a new song, uh, the track is Second Sleep by Thrillsville. Um, and it is a, uh, a cover of a track by Stolen Babies. And I believe the singer from Stolen Babies guests on the track. So yeah, Thrillsville, latest single. They just dropped it. Thrillsville's awesome. The the album Haunt Music is fantastic. Um, check them out if you're into like moody, ambient, dark, little bits of industrial, little bits of fucking, I, I guess you'd call it witch house maybe, unless I'm way off base. Dude, there's so many genres. There's so fucking many. Um, but yeah, check out Thrillsville. They're awesome. Um, let's see. TV recommendation. Uh, I haven't started it yet. Uh, it, it was already on. Uh, it's on my DVR while I'm sitting here recording. I, it's waiting for me. Um, uh, f- the, the Bob Fosse... Fosse Verdon, I think it is, uh, on FX. Um, it's all about fucking Bob Fosse. Uh, Sam Rockwell is playing Fosse. Uh, and then uh, Michelle Williams is in it. It's Ryan Murphy, the American Horror Story and uh, American Crime Story and uh, Pose, which is coming back soon. They just announced second season start date. I think it's like June or July or some shit excited for that. But yeah, this Fosse thing looks fucking great. Um, Fosse is who Michael Jackson stole all his moves from. So just so that's clear, I know it's the, it's the rare occurrence where a black dude stole something from a white dude in pop culture. So Michael's allowed to have it. I'm just saying Fosse did all that shit, the moonwalk, all of it, but whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, that's theater kid shit. Nobody cares. Um, so yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to be watching it. I'm assuming it's good, uh, cause the pedigree is right. So maybe I'll have to do a retraction next episode, but for now I'm going to say, check it out. I'm going to check it out and we'll all see if we like it. We'll give it that shot. All right. Last but not least your tarot pull for the episode. And all right. So I've got some bad news but then I've got a good spin for it. So I pulled the five of pentacles and that's not a great card. That is all about, uh, loss, financial loss, fucking that lack mentality, you know, where, where you think that everything is in short supply. So you're in that mad scramble, uh, things like that. Um, it's, it's typically a bad omen kind of card. It's not good stuff. Pentacles are hardships. That's what happens in that suit. It's rough times. But here's the good news. So, you know, let's just say the Five of Pentacles is reflecting your mindset. You're thinking you're 
uh, in competition because there's not enough resources, there's not enough space, there's not enough platform, there's not enough audience, there's not enough money, there's not enough, not enough whatever. Well, if it's it's performance or audience or space or what have you, we talked about that earlier this episode. There's more space now for everybody than there's ever been. Uh, if it's about money or it's about resources, um, check your habits. See what you're doing. Are you overextending? Is there a way to avoid that? And I get it, man. Times can be tough, and sometimes there is no no way other than to just overextend and, and, and break your shit. I get it, man. I lived on credit cards for a couple of years. Like, I fucked my shit up. Uh, I think I talked about that in my I Am A Fuck Up episode that I did. Uh, however many back that was, I think that was like the third episode or something. Um, but yeah, I've been there. I've been in the lack I've been in the, your, your shit's not together and you're poor and you're struggling and shit's rough. Uh, if that's the case, muscle through best you can, like look to your people, look to the resources around you, check what things you may or may not qualify for, like, eat some pride, uh, if, if, if that's a concern, like, there is nothing wrong with going ahead and fucking biting the bullet, you know, swallowing some pride and seeking help or seeking a handout, we all are part of the system that puts that shit in play and makes that shit available, so, um, you know, if that's a situation you can handle, do that, if there's people you can reach out to, do that. Uh, if it's just all up in your mindset and things aren't that fucked, uh, then, you know, check your mindset. See what you got to do uh, in order to, you know, kind of reset your mind. Because in, in terms of uh, performance, resources are endless. Uh, if, it's, if it's personal, uh, that can be a little trickier. But know that I'm pulling for you. I hope you do well, um, and, uh, you know, just do what you can, man, it's, it's tough, but, yeah, we do what we can, um, that's all I've got for right now, I am hoping to have some major shit to announce in the very near future regarding some upcoming shows, and some other platforms and shit like that. So as soon as I am given the go-ahead to release details, I will have that for you. Stay tuned for that. Of course, all the social medias I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, the email, etc., etc. Give me some feedback. Let me know y'all are out there. I see the numbers. I see that some of y'all are, are, are listening. So let me know who you are, where you are, what the, you know, what's good. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I know that was, I lost so much momentum in this outro that, that five of pentacles pull fucking wiped me out. That's, uh, trying to find a silver lining on a shit card. Uh, it's, it's tricky, but Hey, we're all out here in the struggle doing the damn thing. And there's only one thing you can do and that's keep that trash fire burning. I'll catch you next episode.